0: majority of my lineups here tonight. One of my favorite mid-range plays of the day. Alright, let's go back to Value Town here. Pick number five. Point guard, shooting guard Tyus Jones of Memphis. So Jones, definitely one of my favorite value plays here on the night. No John Morant once again. Going to be out for a while. I think it's going to be an extended run here for Tyus Jones and a guy that's really thrived when given these opportunities. Think back the last couple seasons. He's won some people, some GPPs with that upside. I don't think it's out of the question here tonight. The matchup Not ideal, no doubt, but I think that's going to help scare people away. Easy matchup, everybody plays him. Tough matchup, nobody's really going to want to play him. That's good for us. I think it's a good spot here. Love going with the value point guard. Going to do it here with Tyus Jones here tonight at these cheap prices. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play in the night. But before we do that, guys, we're going to say thank you to the loyal bar patrons here, the guys that watch the videos. We're going to give you a little contest here once again. Fantasy points. Let's go with FanDuel here tonight. For my beast of the night, it's going to win three free days of Roto-Grinders Premium. We're going to give you access to everything we have. Get in there, try it out. Make sure it's for you. Promise you, it will be. But absolutely free to play, and three free days of Roto-Grinders Premium at stake. So, who are we looking at? Who are we guessing on? Let's take a look at my favorite play for Wednesday night in the NBA. You know, Mass, the beast of the night. All right, peace time. We're going to save here as well. We're not going to go all the way up to the top. We're going to stay in the upper mid-range here at shooting guard, point guard, Donovan Mitchell, the Jazz Knight's beast of the night. So first, let's talk about the prices. You look on all three sites. This is the lowest price we have gotten on Donovan Mitchell on every single site all season long. So a tremendous buy low here. I know it's shopping season for some of you. I know your wife's probably going nuts here. Well, this is shopping for us, and I'm going to buy low here on Donovan Mitchell, could see some point Donovan here, no Mike Conley here tonight, no Manuel Moody going to be a popular value play, but I think Donovan Mitchell could be the guy that ends up benefiting the most here think about it, the ball in his hands that much more we're already talking about, a guy with a 30% usage rate, you give him some of that point guard usage, we could be talking usage in the 40% and the Lakers, against shooting guards solid, middle of the pack, but bottom 10 here, if he does play some point guard Love these prices on Donovan Mitchell. I'm buying low, making him easily my favorite play on the Wednesday night slate and tonight's beast of the night. All right, guys, that wraps up for Wednesday night in the fantasy bar talking NBA hoops, any comments, questions, feedback. Guys, get in that comment section right below the video. That's for you. Don't forget, fantasy points on FanDuel for Donovan Mitchell tonight for a chance at that three days of free Roto Grinders Premium. If you're looking for football, video will be out today and tomorrow, so go check those out as well, guys. And thank you for stopping by the bar. As always, for Rotogrinders.com, I am Beer saying salut. Best of luck here at NBA tonight, and we'll see you for more NBA next week, but we'll see you for NFL here later in the week. Good luck, guys. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other
1: daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current video's playlist. going on everybody welcome to the flagship show grinders live here on roto grinders i am brit 78904 filling in for dean here with my two good friends mr grant Nefer, aka turd ferguson and and kyle murray i mean K- kyle you we got to get you some sort of like flashy nickname now that you're on uh, your big time on rg all the time
2: yeah i'm just not as cool as grant so i guess let's wait for that uh that nickname to uh... Flow it's like got, it's, yeah, it's
1: just something's just got to happen yeah. in your life and, and we'll come up with something. But Grant, it's really easy why we call you Turd
3: Ferguson. Yeah, because it's a funny name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, funny name.
1: <laughs> no question about that. Uh, so uh, we're going to do things a little differently today, right? There's no there's no body parts, guys. So if you want body parts, guess what? You're watching the wrong show. You can message Dean. He's out in Florida on that. We're going to save a little bit of time on that because we got a 10-game slate and we're gonna have some fun. Uh, I got some cool things I got to talk about in a second. Uh, but real first thing I want to do, I want to get an overview of the slate. Uh, I guess from Kyle first here. What are we looking at? What are a couple of your favorite games? How are you approaching this from sort of a tournament perspective? We got Mustache Man over here invading, invading all my space.
2: Yeah, that, that's an impressive mustache there. But yeah, I, I think this is a pretty good slate. What's it? Uh, Ten games, I believe. Yeah. Um, some pretty chalky spots, I think. Uh. We're going to go ahead and fade, in my opinion. We're going to talk about that later as we go game by game. But obviously, a lot of good studs on this slate. You know, anytime you got Luka, he's always one of the best options of the night, uh, especially in a matchup against Minnesota. So, you know, I think it is a really good slate to play. You know, and I think it's a really good slate to go. And don't be afraid to jam in those mid-tier guys, make a balanced lineup. Obviously, there are a lot of good studs, Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of really good mid price guys that I think have a ton of upside here. And I'm really excited to talk about those ones.
1: Yeah, on Fantasy Draft DraftKings, I think they did a good job on pricing. You can't play everybody that you actually want right. to today for the first time in a while. And we got a nickname for you in chat too. Uh, I don't know if this is the one female, uh, you oh, know, no. Roto Grinders premium subscriber Kyle, but it's <laughs> Sexy Kyle. Uh, this could be good or bad for you, so you might have a stalker out there.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've actually been uh, getting this one for a few weeks. Dean Dean is aware of it, but you're the you're the new host here, so I am. Yeah. I guess I'll just have to accept it and claim it. Sexy Kyle, I'll just get a name tag, and I guess we'll go. No, well, not I'm as sexy like, as you know, Grant with that
1: mustache. You got but. Mustache Man over here. Yeah. Uh, can't beat you that.
2: can call
3: me Snidely Whiplash now. What's that? <laughs> Snidely Whiplash. If you get that reference, I'll be proud of you
1: i i do not any we're no. listen grant i'm all business here i don't i'm not i don't know all the tv shows i don't know all the movie references like dean so you can throw that throw those at him and me i watch all the movies i watch all the tv shows there's not enough room in my head for
2: me to continue this is
3: <laughs> deadly do right this is from way back in the day i guess you were probably like 30 years old when it came out probably yeah <laughs> back in the 1990s
2: <laughs> Is said an old joke
1: so, what are you looking yes. at on the slate, Grant? What's, uh, what's, uh, give me like your overview of the slate. We got a couple high total games. The pricing's a little tighter than we're used to. We don't have a ton of value that we're all in love with today. How are you approaching it?
3: I mean, I just love this Brooklyn Atlanta game. The more and more I look into it, the more and more I absolutely love it. It's still not even the highest total game on the slate, but it's where I'm going to be looking at a ton. I think that people are probably going to immediately go over to guys like Luka. And I think that, realistically trey young may may outscore him today which is ridiculous to say but uh, like this brooklyn game is where i'm looking there's going to be some value that opens up some of it's going to hit some of it's not who knows like i'm going to still play just mix and match it but it's an interesting slate overall and there's a lot of games that i'm just entirely disregarding which Mm -hmm. i don't know if that'll be a mistake
1: Yeah, I I agree with that, too. There's maybe, I think, three games uh, in particular that I I just don't really have a lot of interest in. Uh, Before we jump into the game by game, uh, let me tell you first, if you are watching on the YouTubes and you want to support Roto-Grinders, click that like button. It helps us out behind the scenes and the suits at Roto-Grinders will not get mad at me for not telling you to click the like button if you want to get notified. All the time when Roto-Grinders goes live. I mean, who doesn't want to see Sexy Kyle whenever Sexy Kyle's on, right? Click the subscribe button. You'll get a little notification every time Roto-Grinders goes live. Uh, Another thing too, uh, I want to uh, announce the the Roto-Grinders badge promo. I know Devin can drop the link at any point in time. So what it is, if you sign up for it ahead of time, you put your badge uh, in your avatar on one of the main sites, and you happen to win or place high in a reasonable-sized tournament. You get a month of free Roto-Grinders Premium. We want to congratulate. These guys haven't won yet, but they signed up for it. Casper Ghost, Daddy Den, Cheesehead1252, and FoyU2. I'm not exactly sure uh, if I pronounced that correctly, but thank you to all of you for uh, you know, signing up for that. And if you happen to win, you get a month of Roto-Grinders Premium Premium. Uh, yeah, so I, we got some wedding questions here. Yeah, boys, uh, I, I, I'm getting married at Disney, of course. This happens on Monday. Neither one of you are in the married life, but Grant, if you were ever married, would you have any advice for me, or would you just tell me to, to hang on tight and enjoy the ride?
3: You're always wrong. I know that. That right. was a perfect time to stop working out and just get fat, and you only <laughs> eat fast food.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I already eat just fast food. I like working out, though. It clears my mind in the
3: morning. No, oh, that's a, no one likes working out. That's a lie. It's a lie people tell themselves.
1: All right, se- sexy Kyle. What advice would you give me? I know you're a little younger than me, but what do you what do you got for me?
2: Yeah, I think Grant pretty much nailed it. The part where you're always wrong. Just keep that in mind. As long as you know you're always wrong, you can't really get into too many arguments that you expect to win. There you go. That's all you need. Yeah, uh, Dean.
1: Dean will not be my best man, uh, but uh, uh, Dan. Dan Bach. He is. Uh, he's in the wedding. He's going to be coming down there. Dean will be there. And uh, we got, I, I have live collusion. I can collude live with the Blitz on both Sunday and Monday because he's going to be down there as well with his wife. Yeah, a lot of you guys, Cardi keeps this as a secret. He's a big Disney fan too, so I want to go and fight him. But that's enough of the wedding. Let's have some basketball talk. We're going to go game by game. And uh, I'm going to start. I've got lineup HQ pulled up on my screen here. We'll just kind of go through the game by game. Uh, Grant, first game of the night. We got the Suns. We got the Magic now, I'm looking on Fantasy Draft. There's, there's probably two guys that are really standing out to me. One is Jonathan Isaac. If you're playing over on DraftKings, he's like 6'8". Um, you know, usually, about double the price, you get a Fantasy Draft price. But he's 12.2, so he's getting a discount on Fantasy Draft today. He looks pretty interesting to me over there. Devin Booker, also really reasonably priced at 14.3. And if you don't want to play Luca on fantasy draft today i think you can but you don't have to and it's also much tougher to play luca on DraftKings today at least as it currently stands with injuries i think the mid-tier lineups look pretty good and these are two guys that can
3: yeah yeah i don't like i don't mind isaac at all i think this is a good spot going up against phoenix he's let down a bit recently but he still has a decent amount of upside he's gotten a price downgrade recently because of how he's played so Overall, like, this is a good spot for him, and his price tag, especially over on Fantasy draft, is pretty darn good there. I mean, he's uh, over on our line of HQ. I think he grades out as the highest point-per-dollar play, according to RG projections in this game here, followed by Booker, who's, like you said, a little bit underpriced. Outside of them, like, not really a whole lot that I'm in love with here. I think you can take a shot. On Rubio, it's not a great matchup. It's going to be fairly slow-paced, not a huge total. Rubio is more of a guy that would look into those scenarios, and he's priced about where he should be. Um, so it, it's like in this game, is a pretty much a cross-off outside of Isaac and Booker just to jam
2: into those mid-tier winners.
1: Uh What about you, Sexy Kai? You got anything good from this game? Yeah, uh, I'll Isaac- do that the rest of the show, by the way. I'm having fun with it.
2: I'm gonna start blushing, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Isaac's one of my favorite plays in the slate, especially uh, considering DraftKings pricing. I think six eight on, on on Isaac over on DraftKings is a criminal price. Um, he was a guy, this is a guy that was priced at almost eight K on DraftKings just a week ago. Yeah. Um, pace up spot for him. Uh, Suns played the tenth fastest pace in the NBA, so I, I'm really surprised to you know check lineup HQ and see that Isaac's only projected for two percent ownership right now over on DraftKings. So um, I like him a lot. I haven't projected for 36 minutes right now, so. Uh, Yeah, I'm jamming him into as many drafting signs as possible. And then, you know, with Michael Carter-Wayens ruled out, I think that actually sneakily adds a few extra minutes to D.J. Augustine's upside here, as well as possibly Terrence Ross, who's been playing a pretty solid bulk of the minutes in that second unit. So, you know, I I think from this one, it's uh, from the Orlando side, it's Isaac. with A little bit of mix of these secondary guys, and uh, D.J. Augustine's kind of a value dart on a slate where there's not a whole lot of value. Yeah, I think Augustine's interesting. Uh, Big game last
1: time out, right, shot, what, 78%? Overall, 75 from two, 80% from three, 34 fantasy points, right? So he shot a little hot last time. The game before that didn't make a single shot, had 11 fantasy points. So I think the real true outcome is probably somewhere in between. You can mix them in there. I think the price is reasonable. Um, You know, if he showed up in your cash lineup as your last guy to get you a a Luca or to get you a a Trey Young or, you know, a a full value mid-tier type of lineup, uh, I actually don't hate that, so I like to call him Augustine. Uh, Grant, anything? Aaron Gordon, does he interest you at all? 11-6 for him, 32, you know, if we give him 32 minutes uh, at a fantasy point a minute against Phoenix, I think he, he's pretty reasonable as well. You got any takes there?
3: No, just don't really have a huge amount of interest in Yes, he could go off for a big game, but on this big of a slate, I'm fine with just completely overlooking him and just leaving him out of my lineups. I guess if you really want some value, uh, check It's not the worst idea in the world. It's 7-1 over on Fantasy Draft. If you really need to fit in some of those higher-priced guys, I know there's a lot of value on the slate, but there's always a chance that they end up Mm -hmm. crashing. So if he ends up getting a bump in minutes, if there's any number of things that can happen here. uh, So I don't hate him. And Kaminsky's probably priced up a little bit. So like I said, mostly for me, it's just going to be Booker and Isaac.
1: All right, let's go to the next game, Kyle. I'll start with you. I'll drop the nickname. Let's get a little serious here. So here's a game <laughs> where I have a little bit of interest. We've got Andre Drummond. Uh, this is a fantasy draft show, right? So he's sixteen four on fantasy draft, and I think he's like eight nine or something on on DraftKings today. I'll pull up DraftKings on my other screen here. But I mean, the fantasy draft price is just a screaming value to me. So eighty nine hundred. That that would mean he's he should be about eighteen thousand on fantasy draft. And he's 16-4, so like Isaac, you get a little bit of a discount on him. If you want to spend up to Giannis, you can. Giannis's game log is just silly in the minutes, 19 minutes, 21 minutes, because they're just blowing everybody out of the water. The Pistons have also been blowing everyone out of the water here too, so we get to kind of see which one happens here. If Giannis gets a full allotment of, you know, 32 to 35 minutes, I mean, he's poised for a monster game tonight.
2: Yeah, I mean, when you look at the the competition the Bucks have had, I think they played you know the Knicks, yeah. the Cavs, uh, the, the Bulls or something in the past four games. They've had no competition. I think Golden State was in there somewhere. So uh, this should be you know the best game that they've been in. So maybe you know you have reason to believe that this game's a little bit closer than those last four, which makes a lot of sense. So to you know kind of give you honest those full complement of minutes makes a, him you know to be a huge upside play, especially at low ownership over on Lineup HQ. 9% projected ownership on DraftKings right now. So anytime you can get a guy like Giannis there for 9%, you can never really doubt the play. Um, I don't know if I get to him a whole lot because of how much I like LeBron tonight. And LeBron is projected for similar to you know less ownership, depending on the site that you look at. So that's that's kind of the issue here for me. And overall, this isn't a game that I really like too much, which is kind of weird to say, considering it is the second highest total on on the slate. I think this game goes under um i but i still like some uh, some of these pistons i like drummond a pretty good amount and then if we see canard sit some of these value guys will open up canard's mm-hmm. um, been playing 34 35 minutes night in and night out it seems so um can't really it's gonna open up minutes for the secondary guys so that's something to monitor and we just got um uh,
1: milwaukee lopez and sterling brown available to play today but that's not what we're really waiting on we're waiting on uh, Kennard for Detroit. Uh, Grant, I want to talk to you on Blake Griffin's price. He's twelve one on fantasy draft, and I mean, he's even reasonably priced on DraftKings today over at what is this, uh, 6,600. Um, I think the price is, is just too low. He's had a couple of bad games because they've been blowing people out, so the fantasy outputs weren't sky high, and that has made the price come down with how the algorithms work, uh, you know, as pricing is around the industry. I mean this looks like a, a spot you, you got a price enforce Blake Griffin I'm not expecting a massive game you know you know he hasn't really shown the ceiling yet but uh, I, I think price enforcing Blake Griffin in a lot of lineups today makes a lot of sense
3: yeah no you look at the last two games where they blew guys out 24 and 22 minutes but prior to that he was playing low 30s pretty much every single game here we can expect that again tonight uh, probably. So, going up against Milwaukee, it's a high paced match. But they're obviously great defensively. He's going to draw Giannis' defense, which is terrible for him. But I still think that he could potentially put up a massive night when you consider his price tag of 6.6K over on DraftKings and uh, his price over on Fantasy Draft, which is a little bit too low. So, I'm right there with you. I like him a lot, and I really do like Drummond. Um, like you said, way, way underpriced considering what he can do yeah. over on fantasy draft. They've been a little bit worse at centers this year than they have in a lot of other positions. I think Drummond, while he's going to be drawn out a little bit uh, on defense with Brook Lopez, I still think that it really doesn't matter and he can put an absolute monster game up here for his price tag of 16.4K over on fantasy draft. To be honest, if he plays a full complement in minutes, like bring it back with him considering that there is a lot of value on this slate. Like a full game stack here, With Giannis, Drummond, and Griffin is absolutely a viable move here. I really like them. And then outside of them, not really a ton I'm looking at. Yes, out. it opens up some value, and I don't mind throwing those ancillary pieces in, especially in a game stack if you're hoping that this game stays close. And then Middleton would probably be another guy that if you really want to add another piece, which is going to be tough, unless you go extreme stars and scrubs. Him at 11-6 is not the worst idea in the world over on fantasy draft in this type of matchup.
1: Uh, Kyle, if you had to rank rank the studs, right? You had Giannis. You've got Luca. You mentioned your love for LeBron. We've got Anthony Davis on the slate. Give me give me a quick ranking of those guys.
2: Yeah, it'd probably be uh, Luca, LeBron, uh, Trey Young, Giannis, and then Davis for me.
1: All right, uh, let's go to the next game: Miami and Boston. Uh, we've got Still Goran Dragic out for Miami. Uh, Kyle, I'll start with you. You know, low overall total. What is this like a two ten overall? Uh, score here Miami projected to just score over 100 points Boston uh, a reasonably good defensive team but you know Jimmy Butler's price uh, you know he has a triple double and he goes down a thousand dollars on fantasy draft you you know it it doesn't make sense to me I know that happened uh, post facto or whatever they like to say Uh, but I mean Butler looks really good uh, really high floor ceiling combination for him and he's sort of the He's one of the keys. The mid tier is absolutely loaded today. Even on DraftKings, right? If you're not playing one of the absolute, you know, 9K plus players, I mean, you could just load up with guys like Damian Millard and Jimmy Butler and uh, a couple other guys and just make yourself a hell of a team.
2: Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, especially Butler over on, on DraftKings where he's seven three. I'm getting to a pretty good amount of Butler over there. Um, you know, the the numbers look pretty solid for him. The usage rate isn't anything you know incredible. It's at tw- a little bit less than twenty five percent, but thirty percent assist rate and nearly twenty percent rebound rate, uh, and then you know one point two five per minute fantasy point production for Butler. So the numbers look pretty solid. Uh, it's really him and Bam. That's pretty much all I'm getting to in this game. Um, Hero is somewhat interesting because of. Uh, with Dragic out, but the minutes just are so inconsistent. You know, if he plays, the guys gonna you know get out there and get shots up, but the minutes just haven't been there as much as you like. So I'm a little bit down on him right now. So it's pretty much just Butler and not a bio for me from this game. The Boston side, I just feel like all of these guys are are so fairly priced, even with the smart injury to where he's out of the lineup. There's nobody that really pops to me as someone that's gonna you know take on a much larger role or you know. I think be Kemba's a little. I think Kemba's one.
1: a little too cheap. You to, like very consistent. I think. I think if you play Kemba, he's not going to be the reason you lose tonight. He might not be the reason you win, but he's not going to be the reason you lose. I I like to win, so I don't know if he has enough upside against Miami, but I I think his price is just a little bit too cheap.
2: Yeah, I think out of all of them, Kemba is the one that makes the most sense. You know, 35% usage rate for him, and, you know, stands to be pretty similar with all these guys out. So, you know, but I guess more like guys like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, not getting to any of these guys. A guy like Brad Wanamaker isn't a guy who I think is going to step into – any significant role with smart out. So I guess Kemba would be the guy that you are right, especially on Fandle. Is uh, 7-7 on Fandle is pretty cheap. So I'm okay with Kemba. But other than that, not too much from the Boston side.
1: Grant, um, so I, I agree. I like Butler, of course. I like Bam Adebayo. Uh, I like Kemba. I think you can maybe mix in Kelly olinick Probably not going to play. Played 30 minutes in regulation last night. Probably won't play that much. Probably not going to play six minutes like he did in the game before that. Always tough to peg his minutes, but I think he's in play. As a reasonable value play on the slate, we're lacking those, you know, 3K, 6K type of value plays on on fantasy draft. Where do you stand on
3: this game? So, uh, obviously, I like Butler. The price tag is way too cheap there. I know that he played a whole lot of minutes last night playing 41, but for him, that doesn't really matter as much as it does for some guys. I mean, he still should be in the 34-minute range, I would guess, in this game if it ends up staying close, which I would expect it to. So, he's a guy that can absolutely crush his price tag here. Same thing with Bam. Like Bam, just gets it done all over the place. He can put up a big outing anytime. But uh, Kyle mentioned that Hero is a guy that we don't really know how to trust in minutes. Yes, the last two games, he hasn't done a whole lot. But they are on the second end of the back-to-back, both on the road, and they just had to travel a decent amount. They win the overtime last night, if I remember correctly. So, like all the all the strain that goes on, all the other guys. I think it ends up getting Hero a few extra minutes here. He's 4,400. He can put up a big game. There's a lot of other value on the slate. And he's just a little bit too cheap considering what he can do if he does end up getting minutes, which is the perfect spot for him to get the minutes here. So uh, pivoting off some of the other values, not a bad move at all going over to Hero here. I think that he'd be in for a big game um, considering his price tag. And I don't expect a whole lot of people to be on him. Over on the other side, it's really just Tatum and it's Walker there for me um tatum i still feel like has a decent amount of upside in any given game his price tag is probably about where it should be but because of that people are probably going to be off of him He can put up 55 60 points in any given matchup here even up against miami so i don't mind him and same thing with kimba like one or the other if you're stacking up this game you want to include one of them because they're going to go off for a pretty big out uh outing so those would be the two guys that look up for Boston, but I do like Hero probably a lot more than Kyle does.
1: apparently. Anyone on Justice Winslow? He's the other guy. Thirty-five minutes last night. Um, you know, again, some of that was overtime. Fifty-three hundred on DraftKings, ten-seven on Fantasy Draft. So, if you're playing the pricing game, you know you probably want to play him over on DraftKings instead of Fantasy Draft. Is he is he in your tournament pool tonight, Kyle?
2: Yeah, I think for these heat guys, Grant kind of touched on it. It's important to. Because one of these guys are going to get minutes. So I, right now, I have Winslow projected for thirty and Hero projected for twenty-four. So if that flips, um, you could you could easily make a case for these guys. But like I guess I just wouldn't recommend playing them both together. So if you're MMAing, maybe set a rule to you know only have one of these guys mm-hmm. uh, between Hero, maybe even Nunn and Winslow. Um, I think Nunn's going to get the minutes either way. But I guess more so Winslow and Hero. Uh, all right, let's go to the next game before we talk about it. Friendly
1: reminder: if you are watching on the YouTube. Click the like button, please. Uh, Makes the soups happy at Roto grinders. And uh, if you want those notifications all the time for sexy, Kyle, click the subscribe and you'll get a little notification every time we go live. Uh, All right, Grant, this was the game you wanted to talk about a little bit. So I'll give you the floor here, Brooklyn at Atlanta. Uh, Jabari Parker has been a little disappointing, but the price tag seems a little bit too low on that. Trey young priced up on draftkings what are, he's like 10 over 10000 on draftkings but he's 184 on fantasy draft so if you're playing the pricing game that the price on fantasy draft looks really good um you've got uh, a couple dinwiddy right if you're in that mid tier lineup he looks pretty solid for 40ish fantasy points tonight you've got a couple of value plays you got some torian prince revenge i mean we we could talk about this game for 20 minutes i think
3: yeah, no, I mean it's one of the highest totals on the entire slate here. Both teams high totals projected to be close here. Fast-paced game, not great uh defensively in a lot of spots here. So, if we're going to start off with the Brooklyn side, I absolutely loved Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie and Trey Young are two of my favorite plays on the entire slate here. People aren't going to play Dinwiddie because of his price tag, but I think that is absolutely ridiculous. We look over at Fantasy Draft, we talk about the 2X pricing format, and he's 15K there compared to 8.2K over on DraftKings. He's priced like a normal matchup over on Fantasy Draft, and he's going to absolutely crush his value. I think he gets close to 50 in this matchup going up against Atlanta. Fast paced matchup where Trey Young just doesn't play any defense. Dinwiddie should absolutely crush here, and I'm going to have. Just boatloads of him. Outside of him, I don't mind Prince. It's a good spot for him here. I think he'd be in for a decent matchup. Jared Allen, I think there's a spot where he gets more run than normal. And Jordan gets a little bit less run. Atlanta has not been good versus bigs, not been good versus anyone, really. Uh And so I think that Allen has the potential for a big outing here at 6K. If you want a game stack, I don't think I use him as a standalone piece. But absolutely in a game stack format. I don't think I'm going with Joe Harris in this spot here. It's not really worth it for me. But over on the Atlanta side, Trey Young, no one's going to play him. Like, I think he's probably going to go – very, very under just because of the fact that Lucas on the slate and he's slightly cheaper. Trey Young hasn't been fantastic recently in certain spots. He just put up 33 against Golden State. But in other spots, he's putting up 60, 50 on a consistent basis in most matchups. He always has just random outliers we see against Golden State, against Detroit, against the Clippers, second of the back-to-back earlier on in the year. Those are the games where he's done really bad, and he's gotten a few days rest here. It's a great spot in a high-up-paced matchup. He has potential for 50 real-life points. Here. I think he absolutely destroys in a 10.4K at lower ownership or at his price tag over on fantasy draft of just 18.4K. Yeah, Destroys. I like him better than Giannis. I like him better than LeBron. I like him better than Davis on the slate. Outside of him, Britt- Benbury offers you a little bit of value. He should begin starting out here. He should put up a decent fantasy outing. If you want to stack him up or if you just want to use him as a one-off, I don't mind that at all. And then Jabari, if you're not going with Trey Young, you have to assume that Jabari is going to go for a big game. I know he's been trashed recently, but he still has 40-point upside. His usage has taken a massive bump in recent games here. But I don't expect that to be anyway, He's been shooting absolutely terrible, 4-15 in the last game. Five for eight in the game before that. Yeah, that's fine. But one for eight the game before that. He should keep getting these peripheral stats that he got earlier on. This is a fast enough pace matchup, so the steals and blocks could actually be higher volume here. The points will be here. Everything will be here. I really, really like Jabari too.
1: All right. I agree with Jabari. Uh, Kyle, I think Grant covered everything we wanted to talk about in this game. You got any takes? Are you looking at any of the, you know, tournament-issue plays, like a Bembry, a Cam Reddish who's cheap, uh, a Damian Jones – or are you sticking to the known quantities?
2: Yeah, um, I like a lot from this game. I think the one guy that uh, Grant didn't really mention is some guy that I like a lot is and Prince. Uh, I think it's just a really good spot for him. You know, when he does have those big fantasy nights, it comes off blocks and steals, and this is a really good matchup. Hawks a lot, or the the Hawks allowing the most steals uh, to opponents out of anybody in the NBA. So I like the spot for Prince here. Revenge narrative too. If you're all about that, he uh, used to play on these uh these Atlanta Hawks. So something interesting there to note for Torian Prince is some of the guy, a guy I like underpriced, I believe. You know, the price isn't anything great, but I do think he's a slightly underpriced here. Um Dinwiddie, I think Grant nailed it. Um don't really have to say anything else about that. I think he's a great play. And he is priced to a point where people are gonna look away from it, I think. I don't think he'll be as um owned as he should be. And then Jared Allen is a guy that I like a lot too, especially on draftings where you can play him at uh the forward spot or the center spot. Only six K over there. I like him a lot, uh, and then on the Hawks side, Cam Reddish is a guy for me. Benbury's going to be pretty popular, and I think he's an, an amazing play. But Cam Reddish, I have uh, projected for 26 minutes right now. I think he could potentially see more, but the Kevin Herter news kind of uh, scared me off projecting him for you know a little bit more minutes here. So I went with 26, and he's still grading out as a pretty good value play. Only 3400 on DraftKings. I like him a ton, and then Jabari Parker is a really good uh, mid-tier play as well. And yeah, Trey Young, projected for pretty low ownership. I think the thing is, Luke is just sucking up all the stud ownership here. So yeah. we're seeing a lot of these guys super low owned. So Luca, Luca's like
1: is too cheap at this point in time. He needs to enter that 12K plus DraftKings range. And until he does that, people are just going to be flocking to him. Yep. He's just a, such a valuable uh, fantasy commodity.
3: But he's uh, not even good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Although, how could they pass him over? Uh, imagine the Suns, if they could redo that. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll move on from that one. Uh, let's go Memphis-Chicago. Uh, Grant, so it looks like one of the more popular value plays of the slate is coming from this game currently, and it's Chris Dunn, who hasn't really been used by us pretty much all year long. If you could date back to last year, he's basically a fantasy point-per-minute guy. Uh, over the past couple of games, he's bumped up to 30 minutes as a – they kicked out uh Shaq Harrison I think is out of the rotation now so Dunn is soaking up uh, a pretty solid amount of minutes you can play him at 84 on fantasy draft I think he's what 45 we got all these player cards that just list everything I should just leave these out so he's 4500 at DraftKings 4700 at FanDuel double digit ownership into the high 20s um, across a couple of the sites teens ownership uh, on a couple others I mean Unless injury news breaks, I think Dunn's going to be one of the more popular players of the night.
3: Yeah, and I don't hate it. I don't love it. I mean, I'm probably going to fade him over on sites like Fan- or FanDuel, DraftKings. I like his price tag a little bit more and the fact that there's a little bit more uh, flexibility with Rhyme construction over on Fantasy Draft. So mm-hmm. A4 on Fantasy Draft isn't the worst idea in the world, but it doesn't seem like an overwhelmingly good play. Different situations happen. Like We are look over the uh, like entirety of last year and this year and how he's played and you say that he's a fantasy point per minute player well it's a little bit different once he enters the starting lineup and he's with a guy like Levine he's going to suck up a little bit more of the usage so yes it might have been the scenario last year but this year it's clearly different this is a high-paced matchup um for them so it could potentially work out overall I'm probably going to play him on fantasy draft favor on the other ones Outside of him, like there's really not a whole lot that I love in this game until we hear about, although yeah. well, the Memphis news. Let me go to uh,
1: Kyle. Let me go to Kyle on uh, Chris Dunn because these are like, you know, he's sort of like a. a f- Most nights we wouldn't even be considering him, but tonight he's in play as it stands currently because there's not a lot of value out here. How do you handle these guys in tournaments who are, you know, sort of like fringy options? I don't think they have massive upside. The price is just good enough to get you enticed. So what, what do you do with those guys?
2: Yeah, I think I think here the minutes for Dunn, it's since entering the starting lineup, I don't suspect any reason for that to change. So as long as he's starting again, you should you should project 30 minutes, which is why, where I have him at right now. And if that's the case, he's a guy I really like. You know, I know Grant mentioned these numbers aren't really you know equal to how he plays with Levine off the on the floor with him as well. But this year, 22% assist rate and a 15% rebound rate, which are numbers that are both higher than Levine right now not saying that you know Dunn's a better fantasy player than Levine but he gets a lot of his minutes you know doing the peripheral stuff like steals and stuff like that and assist and rebounds, so he can you know score for fantasy without putting the ball in the bucket so I like Dunn a pretty good amount I think he's gonna play 30 minutes in a really good matchup so I think he's pretty good chalk and anytime Score Patrol names him as his best player in the expert survey it's hard to look away from that so I like Dunn a lot. What else you got for me in this game Kyle I mean
1: so uh Levine can post a a big performance just about any game Pace up against Memphis sort of fits into his play style I think he's pretty interesting Wendell Carter can always kind of have a good game Um, Valanchunas if he plays got the big price bump So that's going to be probably not at you know If it was his old price right of 11.5 and 12.3 right But at 14.8 I mean you need the 50 fantasy points basically at that point in time So he's a little off my radar Ransky is sort of interesting, too. His minutes and um, fantasy production have sort of seen a, a slight uptick in recent games, too. I don't mind him. If you're sort of in, like, the really low mid-tier players, I think he's a pretty interesting swerve off of Dunn if Dunn's ownership gets a little high. Um, I don't know. I think I think you can play a lot of these guys in tournaments.
2: Yeah, I think this is a really good game for, for fantasy purposes. Laurie Markman's is one of my favorite tournament plays of the night. 5-6 um, uh, on DraftKings and 6-1 on FanDuel. The minutes have been there the past two games. He's played 29 uh, and then 32. So the minutes have been back. I know he's been dealing with that lingering injury, but you know Markman, he's really struggled this year. But you know at this price, I think it's a good spot to buy on him, especially in a great matchup. Um, you know against Memphis, which obviously we know they play super fast and they don't really play much defense. So a good spot for him. Wendell Carter's been playing 33. So 35 minutes, pretty much night in and night out. So you can go to him, but the pricing, you know, where Markkinen's almost $1,000 cheaper on DraftKings. I'm just going to, to Markkinen, but I don't hate Wendell Carter or Levine. On the Memphis side, if these guys sit, if Valentinus and Kyle Anderson are both out, I really think you can play anybody from this team, especially, you know, going back to a guy like Bruno, who I don't think anyone's going to want to play if Jonas Valanciunas know. sits. I got
1: like six fantasy points last time. We're all done. We're done with him in DFS. <laughs> I want to
2: <laughs> I, I, I want to jump in here real quick. We, I got a whole
1: Good. bunch of news just came in. So uh, Chris Stapps is not on the injury report. It looks like he's going to play tonight. So Chris Stapps looks like okay. he's in. We've got none of this is really bad. Um, let's see here. There was another one. D'Angelo Russell and Draymond Green both available tonight. Um, Kevin Herder will play 15 minutes tonight. He'll come off the bench. Cam Reddish and DeAndre Bembry will be the starting wings. Um, so real quick, Kyle. I guess that Atlanta news is probably the most important one. Yeah. If Herder's only playing fifteen minutes, you, you probably got gotta like Reddish a little bit
2: more. Yeah, that especially now that Reddish's in the lineup, Herder's Limited, I, I think you can I can even bump him up a few minutes. So right now, like I said, I am at twenty six. I think giving him twenty eight, twenty nine makes a lot of sense, and mm-hmm. I just think he becomes an even better value play. I think he's probably one of the better value plays in the slate.
1: All right. Grant, uh what what else in this game? The Memphis side, Chicago, what are you looking at here?
2: I mean, I think Kyle pretty much
3: nailed it. And did we skip the Golden State game?
1: Did we? Oh yeah. You know what? I might have looked over that in the first one. Yeah. We can go. Yeah, Kyle
3: Kyle nailed everything. Kyle Kyle got everything And I like the Bruno call. Like yes, he crushed everyone's hopes and dreams. Yeah. But it was on the second end of a back to back that can happen. I mean, we don't know how well certain players react to back to backs and he's not really a guy that we have a huge sample size of him playing large amount of minutes, so especially big men. It's something that we can't entirely incorporate incorporate if we just look at box scores, you kind of have to know the situation. So he could potentially be in for a big game. If Alan does end up sitting and yeah, people are just done with him after last night or two nights ago.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Nobody, nobody's going to want to play him. And, you know, considering Jaron Jackson Jr. Is a guy who was always in foul trouble. You Mm -hmm. see that happen. Jaron Jackson Jr. Maybe only gets 19 minutes and Bruno plays 30 and he's a uh, per minute, a one point per minute guy. And nobody's going to want to play him because of what he did last time out. So I think it's a good uh, GPP play. All
1: right. I want to uh, go back in time. Golden State, Charlotte. Uh, I, I guess to me, the reason I overlooked this game, one, I had my slider on lineup HQ just set on the Phoenix-Orlando game. Uh, but two, I don't really want to play anybody in this game. Grant, do you have anything for me with the Golden State side with everybody back? They're all pretty much stayaways for me. I don't know how they're going to handle it. The Charlotte side, I think everybody's pretty much priced appropriately. You can play Devontae Graham if you want 35 to 45 fantasy points, but at his price, you know, you need sort of the higher end of that. Um, you can play Terry Rozier, but he's priced appropriately. There's just – there's not a ton in this game for me. Um, you wanted to talk about it, what you got?
3: I mean, I didn't – I just mentioned it. Oh, all right. Graham Graham is in play. I mean, Russell, you can take a GPP shot on. We don't know exactly how they're going – what they're going to do with his minutes. Everyone's kind of under the assumption that he's going to play less minutes, but we don't know if that's entirely true. Like, yes, he's been out for a few weeks, but it's been a thumb injury. I don't know if they're going to just rest him. We saw him play large amounts of minutes in a lot of scenarios, even though they are trying to tank. We could potentially see that again. Charlotte's not really a team that plays great defense. Russell is a potential GPP spot. I mean, right now, no one wants to play anything from this game. Russell's in it like, what, 2% ownership? So if he plays, or he plays, he could potentially put up a 60 point outing. Uh, what, What do you got from this game, Kyle?
2: Yeah, I think Graham's always always in play, especially in a really good matchup here. I think D'Angelo Russell, as long as we don't get any news that he's gonna be limited, is super, you know, appealing. I do get that he you know, you could expect them to just not really want to push him out there and play a ton of minutes, but he's only played over thirty-four minutes in one game this year. And we remember how you know how dominant he was for fantasy while he was healthy. So I think you can run it back out there. I haven't projected for twenty eight minutes. Um, that's probably low. I think if, you know, news comes out that he's not going to be limited, I'd bump him up to maybe 30, do, 31.
3: Yeah. Do we really think he's going to be with this team for that long? He could potentially be dealt at any time uh, before yeah. the trade deadline. They probably want to show they can actually do something, getting the maximum amount of value, because he doesn't really fit into the system with Clay and with Curry back. So they're obviously trying to tank this year. They want to get as much out of, the, out of him as they can. They're not terribly worried about, like, using him too much. He's a young kid, so – it wouldn't surprise me at all if he got 35-plus minutes in this matchup.
1: Uh, let's yep. go Indy OKC. Kyle, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, Sabonis, right? Ultra consistent. I think you can pencil him in, in, in cash games and you know, get your <laughs> mid-30s to mid-40s fantasy points uh, pretty easily, even, even in a somewhat tough matchup of maybe having to battle Steven Adams every once in a while. Brogdon, also sort of the same thing, just two ultra consistent fantasy players. Um, you know, I don't know if either one has an extremely high ceiling at their current price tag. Um, and you, you know, you factor in the matchup. Um, but I think for cash games, I think they're both fine. Uh, I would have liked Steven Adams. He's starting to, you know, come around a little bit. The problem is his price got put up through the roof. So you can't really play him. Everybody's basically 12 K on fantasy draft and six to seven K on DraftKings And Ah, uh, there's just much better plays in that mid tier than than most of the
3: guys from this game.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is gonna be probably the slowest game on the slate with these yeah. both these teams being you know 23 and then 22 in in pace. So I really don't like anything from this game. The only guy I really have interest in is Sabonis, and then if you want to take a shot on Jeremy Lamb, who's pretty cheap over on DraftKings, uh, don't hate that. But that's pretty much it from this entire game for me. Yeah, I don't have much. Grant, you got anything?
3: I really like Brogdon. Um, I know it's gonna be a slow pace game, but he can still put up a. Big outing in any given a matchup. Yes, since he came back from injury, he really hasn't done too much. He wasn't doing too much right before his injury, but earlier on the season, he was obviously putting up big outings. If he plays high thirties minutes, especially in a slow paced matchup, he could. So if he gets hot from behind the arc, like if he he can he can do a lot of things, and people forget that because of how he was doing at the beginning of the season compared to what he was doing last year. He's seven seven. He's fourteen two over on fantasy draft. I, I think that he offers a decent amount of upside. And no one's going to play him. I think we currently have him pegged for under ten percent ownership.
1: Yeah, let's go to the Minnesota-Dallas game because this is an interesting one, uh, Kyle. I'll start with you. We got Luca. You seem to be you're a little down on Luca, I think, compared to the rest of the field today. What, you know his, his price tag. He's twenty point five on fantasy draft, and he's uh, he's ten five, I think, on DraftKings today. Uh, or no, he's he's up to eleven six. Uh, sorry about that. I was thinking a couple of days ago. Um, so his price is starting to increase, but it's not at the level I think it should be yet. When you're posting double doubles and triple doubles, you got a really good matchup for him tonight. I, it's really hard for me to see him not getting to the 55 to 65 fantasy point range. You like LeBron, you'll talk about that. That's our next game. So, why are you maybe favoring LeBron a little over some of the
2: other players tonight? Yeah, so you know. About Luca, you know, I listen to him as, as the top player of the slate on, on the expert survey. I think he's an amazing play, but, you know, when you look at it, I think when you look at all the studs, he, he's going to get maybe 30% ownership, 40% ownership, and these guys just aren't going to get any around he's, him.
1: He's over 30 on every site right now.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, I love Luca. He's an amazing play. All the rates are amazing. You know, 50% assist rate, 30% rebound rate, 35% usage rate. Those numbers are really unparalleled, but when it comes down to a complete game theory play – Looking at all these guys, LeBron, Trey Young, uh, Giannis, all these studs that are ten percent or lower, are we really saying that none of these guys have any chance at matching his per dollar production? I don't think that's true, you know. So I do think that you can look away. Obviously, I think he's a top place, He's the cash player of the slate. If you are if you are playing cash and you want to use the stud, I think it's Luca. But for GPPs, I think it makes a lot of sense to to linger and go Giannis or LeBron or Trey Young, one of these guys who are going to be much lower owned, and I do think they have the upside to match him here.
1: Uh, Grant, I, I mean, I like Luca, uh, a couple of the guys with Chris Stapps playing, it's a back to back. They, you know, there were some thoughts they were going to limit him a little bit, but after playing just 17 foul plagued minutes last night, he got five blocks in 17 minutes too, by the way. Um, you know, his matchup looks pretty reasonable tonight at 13, four on fantasy draft. And I think he's still pretty reasonably priced on, on DraftKings. Uh, he is 6.9 K nice price over there. Uh, And then if you're kind of in the mid-tier builds, I mean, Andrew Wiggins is just pumping out 40 fantasy points basically night after night after night. Um, uh, Again, he's sort of one of these guys. I think he's unlikely the reason, you know, a specific lineup you use with him loses tonight. I think there's a very high chance he gets close to that 40 fantasy points. And if he squeaks into the 45 plus fantasy points just a little bit more, I mean, there's a little room for some value on him as well.
3: Yeah, yeah, he pretty much nailed it. Uh, Chris Stats. yes, there would be some worry that he wouldn't play on a back-to-back or he'd be limited, but again, 18 minutes last night, I think he should be fine here. It's a good matchup going up against a high-paced Minnesota team. I think that he is the guy that you pivot off Luca Luka to. I mean, if you take a mid-tier guy and Luka and you pivot to Porzingis and Trey Young and you've got a great swap there, significantly less ownership with a whole lot of potential to out – him. I mean, Porzingis was having a great game in the first quarter last night, and then just turned into a blowout. They didn't really need him too much, so he's a guy that has massive upside And his price tag over on Fantasy Draft 13-4 is way too low, and over on dk nine way too low. I really like Porzingis there. Luca, we've already said everything about it. You mentioned Wiggins. I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's fine at 7-8, and then Cat, I don't know if I want to pay 10-6 for him, but I definitely don't have any qualms with it, but like, this is a game where a lot of people will be on, and I don't know if I really need to that much.
1: Um, any Anything else in this game, Kyle, or you want to move on to the Lakers?
2: Yeah, theoretically, I like Carl Anthony Towns a lot, but I think the pricing just kind of forces me to go elsewhere. I like Drummond a lot. He's almost $2,000 cheaper on, on drafting. So yep. uh, I like Cat, but it's just tough to get him money-wise.
1: All right, I'll let you talk about LeBron here. Uh, going up against Utah, we've got them um, on our projections for about 50 fantasy points in, in 35 minutes. This is a, a two-man team. The Lakers are, are really playing well overall. Um, you're also going to see some really high ownership on Donovan Mitchell tonight. He got a price bump and is probably likely going to be playing point guard with probably a little bit of Joe Ingles, I think, a little bit in this team, too. Uh, so l- I'll, I'll let you talk LeBron. Uh, wh- why are you so high on him tonight?
2: Yeah. So when you, when you look at the rates, LeBron is right there with, with Luca and I'm usually always team 80 over LeBron in terms of fantasy, but I think this is a good spot for LeBron to really have really soft defensive matchups. You know, Anthony Davis is going to have a tough time with this, this backcourt for, for the jazz defensively. And, you know, LeBron should, should open things up here. 51% uh, assist rate, 22% rebound rate and a 33.5% usage. Those numbers are almost equal to uh, Luca across the board, but, you know, he's, I think, $1,600 cheaper on, on DraftKings. I know the matchup isn't great. I like this game to go over on the total. And I think it's a really good game environment for LeBron. And it makes a whole lot of sense ownership-wise and also salary-wise to pivot. And, uh, you know, they're even in the same position eligibility when it comes to drafting. So I think it's just a clear pivot here for me, um, looking at everything. And LeBron's probably one of my favorite studs. I think he's probably second in raw points for me and number one in terms of GPPs.
1: Um, what, what about Mitchell? Well, I got you here and then I'll go over to Grant in a second. Do you think, you know, he's one of these guys, right? Lowest price of the season for Donovan Mitchell in both fantasy draft and DraftKings, simply because I don't know. You tell me why. Maybe the, the, I think the DVP algorithms probably take it a little bit too much to the extreme, uh, I think in, in some of the sports. And I think that's what happened to Mitchell here. Um, you know, he's going to be point Mitchell. We saw this last year work out really well. Uh, for them when he when he got to handle the ball quite a bit so I mean he he looks like one of the highest owned players of the slate it's really hard to not make lineups with him uh, how do you handle those guys in your tournament structures
2: yeah I like Mitchell a lot I went on the morning ground with Stevie last night and talked about Mitchell being you know a contrarian play I didn't think anybody would want to play Mitchell here against the Lakers but I was wrong people know well about you know Point Don as as people are calling it. Point Donovan Mitchell. So yeah, anytime he gets to play point guard, his numbers look a lot better, and that price is just criminal. So I really like Mitchell tonight.
1: Uh, Grant, your thoughts on LeBron or AD? If you got to pick one, and then we can talk about the Jazz. I mean, there's some interesting plays you can play. Gobert. There's some value on the Jazz too tonight. So let's have some fun here.
3: Uh, Yeah, um, LeBron AD. Flip a coin. I don't really have it lean since Kyle likes LeBron more. I'm more on LeBron, just because I trust that guy. Um, I'm <laughs> on the other side, yeah, Mitchell's clearly way too underpriced. And then outside of him, like, yeah, without uh, without Conley in the game, like Ingles, O'Neal, Bogdanovich, Moudier, all very much in play. Mixed match, throw whoever you want. Obviously, going to draw a decent amount of ownership here. He is super cheap, which helps you get a lot of the guys in the lineup. Uh, but, yeah, just play any of them. Like, I, Kyle, Kyle got the analysis right. Mitchell's ridiculous price and even worse over on fantasy draft
1: uh kyle are you doing are you dipping your toes in the Moodyer, the royce O'Neills, the i think joe ingles is i I wish his price didn't come up as much um you know but he had the big game so i understand why it happened there i still think there's a little meat left on the bone for ingles and then uh, maybe you could talk about the the more extreme value points on your top
2: yeah so for me i'm pretty much I think I'm pretty much full-fading Um, I think he's going to be pretty chalky, and I'm not really sure about the minutes here. Uh, we saw Exum get pretty involved. We've seen Joe Ingles run the backup point here. We've seen them let Bojan Badanovic handle the ball a little bit. Um, I expect Donovan Mitchell to start. I think if Moutier starts, that'll change things, but I'm assuming Donovan Mitchell's going to start at point guard. And if that's the case, I really don't see a clear-cut path to Moutier. you know, Seeing 25, 26 minutes here, I think it's going to be tough for him to get there. I'm not saying it's not possible, but I'm saying, you know, in the in the world where what 35, 40 percent ownership is a is a potential uh, possibility, I'm not really getting into a whole lot of Moutier. I like Ingles a lot at this price. I think he's a pretty good pivot off that chalk. And then Royce O'Neal, um, he should be you know out there for as many minutes as he can handle. Really, I think they're going to try to use him to defend AD and LeBron, um, so he could play 32, 33 minutes here. I'm for 32. I wouldn't be surprised if there's more there. So it's really Mitchell, Bogdanovich, uh, Ingles, and O'Neal. I'm, Pretty much full fading Moutier.
1: Yeah, Neil, you get those mid-20 fantasy points out of him. You know, that, that's starting to look good in, in a lot of lineups you make tonight. So I think he's a reasonable play as well. Um, before we get to the last game, one final time, if you are watching on YouTube or even if you're watching on Grinders Live uh, and you want to get notifications, you can click the subscribe button. You'll get notified. And if you're over on YouTube, click the like button. Uh, it lets us know you appreciate the show for us over there. Uh, all right, Grant, let's talk – Portland here first because we're, we're, we've got a couple injury things we're monitoring Sacramento. And, you know, with that, that being the latest game of the slate, you know, it's it's really tough to kind of set your lineups up to take advantage of that. Uh, the one thing I'm really looking at is Damian Lillard. Um, since Mello's come to town, and even really before his fantasy production has sort of taken a little bit of a step back this year, but the price is falling. You know, we haven't seen him 8,100 on DraftKings. Is the lowest of the season. He's 14, seven on fantasy draft. That's also the lowest price of the season. It's against the Kings. I mean, if, if you don't play the Lucas and you know, the LeBrons and those guys, I mean, Lillard has to be a staple of your teams tonight.
3: I don't know. Honestly, I think the under hits in this game pretty, pretty heavily. Um, Sacramento, obviously been playing at one of the lowest paces in the entire league. They're, Tend to hit the under a lot more on the road. I looked into this game for sports betting quite a bit, and I like the under quite a bit here. People are going to flock over to Lillard again. He hasn't. You're right. He hasn't really been doing a whole lot. I mean, last time he went over 44 points was mid early November. Like, I just don't think it's a great spot to go with him. Um, I'm probably going to not play him too much, and it, it could end up crushing me, but. Honestly, with everyone kind of going towards him, even at this price tag, I don't see – like there is a massive amount of upside, but there's enough different options in this offense where they don't really need to go to him. Uh,
1: Kyle, what are you doing with Damian Lillard and the cheap price tag?
2: Yeah, so anytime Lillard is chalky, I think he's a viable fade because he gets so much of his production off of just purely scoring. And, you know, any given night, he could only go out there and score 15 or 16 points and really have a tough night. Um, Looks like lineup HQ, we have him at 20 – 4% on draftings right now, so that's a little bit higher than I would like. Um, I love this price for him, and I would have really loved him if he was contrarian, but uh, it's another case where I was a little bit off on on my idea here, but overall, I think I like him a little bit because of uh, the upside in the price, but the ownership is the only thing that's really holding me back from, from liking Lillard a lot.
1: What about the rest of the Trailblazers, right? There's McCollum and Whiteside and Anthony, and then it gets really sketchy after that. Uh, I think you could still play, you know, McCollum in tournaments. You you know, just a, a little bit of exposure there usually, you know, is all, is all you really need to McCollum. Whiteside can get there even in 25 minutes. you can going to have 50 fantasy points. We've seen Melo. He finally had his, you know, you know, a bad game where the shot didn't fall. Didn't really take as many shots against the Clippers, but they got beat pretty handily in that game as well. Um, with Melo's price tag rising, I think uh, he he's a clear stay away for me. There's just too many good guys in the mid tier to want to play Carmelo. But mainly McCollum and Whiteside. Do you have any strong takes on them?
2: Uh, I'm pretty much off this the rest of this Portland Trailblazers team. It's just Lillard for me.
1: All right, and then Grant, what are you doing with the rest of them? And we can talk about Sacramento because you really got to know on Bogdanovich, and you know if he plays. You know, I think everyone's probably reasonably priced. If he doesn't play, there's some value. The only problem is a 10 o'clock game, and you know there's not really a lot to swap to.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's basically it. If he ends up playing, I'm probably just off everyone. Uh, like I said, I'm really not a big fan of this game overall. Don't think it's going to be terribly high-scoring. I mean, Buddy Hyde's a fine play. Holmes, fine play. Barnes, if uh, Bogdanovich is out, is a great mm-hmm. play. Joseph, alright, but no one really stands out to me as a good play. I'm probably just mostly disregarding this entire game
1: all right uh if you got access to a sports book grant says go take the under in this game uh all right i guess we got some time for some qqs in a little bit so we've got about oh five to ten minutes or so so if you have them uh in the discord grinders live either on the discord app or in the grinders live chat if you got some questions Throw them out there, and we will get to them in a reasonable time frame here. Uh, It looks like our producer, Devin, has queued up so many that we're going to take up the rest of the show right here. So uh, I'll start with you, Kyle. Better pay up Trey Young or Carl Anthony Towns?
2: Uh, I'll take Trey Young.
1: I think we're all going to take Trey Young, right? Yep. Yeah, that's easy. But, hey, if you're playing the ownership game, maybe it's Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, would you play Kaminsky and Diallo in the same lineup? I don't think you need to do that tonight. Probably not. No,
2: I don't think I don't think you can. Diallo only gets there if Kaminsky's in foul trouble.
1: Yeah, so I wouldn't play either one of them. Um, so this one's Kyle, Trey, or LeBron James on DraftKings. This one's is probably the, one of the tougher ones.
2: You yeah, save, that one's really you tough.
1: Four hundred bucks with your boy LeBron.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take LeBron. It's really tough though. I like Trey a pretty good amount, but I think they're both really good plays, and they should be you know overlooked. I'm gonna take
1: this one's pretty tough. I'm gonna take Trey Young by the slimmest of margins. Grant, you got a tiebreaker? Trey. All right, so two to one. So, sorry, Kyle, you got uh, no got ruled on that one. Uh, Levine or Dinwiddie? This one's this one's. Pr- yeah, I don't think Dinwiddie's gonna actually draw too much ownership tonight. So I think either one of them are viable in tournaments. Um, but if that's a cash game question from YouTube, uh, that is definitely Dinwiddie for me. Uh, are we all in agreement there? Yep. It's agreed. absolutely Dinwiddie. All right. Uh, let's see. Mitchell or Butler on DraftKings?
2: Uh, um, I, go ahead. Butler. I like Mitchell. The only thing that makes this a question is ownership for me.
1: It looks like Mitchell's going to double him up tonight. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, I guess Butler is fine for GPPs, um, but Mitchell's definitely the better cash play, I think.
1: For me, uh, the Disney, it's, uh, it's going to be at the Wedding Pavilion. No park. The parks, do you get, so Kyle, guess if you want to get married in front of the castle at Disney, oh right? Boy. Like you see those things at TV, guess guess the coin they want for that thing.
3: One million dollars. Just,
1: just to have the ceremony for like a half hour in front of the castle, not including absolutely anything else, just the ability to have it there. Guess what that costs?
2: I'm going to guess at least 100K like
1: 150,000. So the wedding Dang. will not, the wedding will not, I'm not head chopper. I didn't win the million dollars earlier this year, right? So the wedding will not be there. We're, we're doing yeah. it at the wedding pavilion, but we're having a fun time. We got a couple of events planned and uh, I'm hoping to have a pretty good time for everybody involved. Um, favorite FanDuel cash center. I, I have not played FanDuel or opened it up today. Has, does anyone have a FanDuel cash center? Kyle knows.
2: Um, I guess my cash pick would be Drummond, but I think you could, you know, Even consider a guy like Wendell Carter, who's uh, 7-4 over there and playing just a ton of minutes, as long as he stays out of foul trouble. It would be one of those two for me. Center kind of sucks on Vandal today. Um, Drummond and Augustine or
1: Sadoransky and Dinwiddie. This is pretty interesting. Second. Um, I'm going to take the first one. I think in a tournament I definitely would play the first one, but I think if I was playing a cash game, I might lean towards the second one. It's pretty close to me. though. Um, Let's see here. Best value play at center if you're spending up elsewhere? I don't know what sites, but does anyone have value centers for the people?
2: Um, on, on DraftKings, if you want to consider Jared Allen value, he's 6K. I think that's a, a pretty fair price. If you want to go with Laurie Markkinen, he's 5-6 on DraftKings. And then if you're looking for a guy on both sites, Mo Bamba, I think anytime he can get the minutes, he's pretty good per minute. He's 4-5 on FanDuel. Um, but other than that, there's not a whole lot of value on center at Fanduel.
1: Yeah, I would not. Uh, I don't think center is a place to get your value today. I think right. you you search for it yeah. elsewhere. Um, let's see. We'll take a couple of other questions and then we'll get out of here. Uh, let's see. Bogdanovich or Middleton, Fanduel shooting guard. So Kyle, that's going to default to you.
2: Um, I guess I'm just going to assume that's Bojan Bogdanovich. But yes. Uh, I'll I'll take either Bogdanovich or Milton. I like them both tonight.
1: All right, uh, this is from YouTube. Blake Griffin or Jarrett Allen. I like Blake's price across the industry tonight. I think it's too cheap, and I think he has, I think he has the ability to hit the forty fantasy points a little bit more than than Jarrett Allen. While also being pretty consistent, there's no one knocking on his door named DeAndre Jordan trying to steal minutes from him. Uh, so so I'm going to take Blake Griffin over him. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, let's see here. Chat wants Allen over Griffin, so that would be wrong. Uh, Dunn or Tyus Jones fan duel cash? Uh, Dunn for me. Yeah, I think Dunn is Dunn's looking like one of the big sources of value we have right now.
2: So. As long as he's still in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. They could change any minute with them.
1: Well, let's see if I can go back and find a couple more. Um, Porzingis and Royce O'Neal or Jabari and Augustine. This is a DraftKings tournament.
3: I'm going with the
1: first one. Yeah, I'll take the first one as well. I think
3: I'd take the first one, but I,
1: I don't I don't think it's uh, a slam dunk. I, I do like Jabari and Augustine in the tournament. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Favorite cheap punt DraftKings cash. Uh, we've got Moutier, a reddish, or Royce the five nine O'Neal.
2: Uh, reddish easily for me. I love reddish tonight.
1: Yeah, Reddish's price is I, – I think Reddish might be the cheapest. He's probably going to play the most minutes out of them. So I don't think Reddish is great, but um, what are you trying to get? If you get 20 – if I gave you 22 fantasy points from all of them, you're, you're pretty pretty happy at that price, right, Kyle?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we can possibly hope for a little bit more from Reddish. He could mm-hmm. see 30 minutes, so. Uh, someone, wants
1: to, someone wants to know, is J-Val expected to play? I don't know. Well, is is he sick? That's one of the things we're waiting on for news. It's sort of one of the last pieces. So that's probably you're going to have to stay tuned to crunch time for that one. Uh, If j Val plays Yahoo tournaments, um, he's been like $24 over there. His price on DraftKings is definitely too high. Um, But, yes, he's 24. If he plays on Yahoo and you're over there, uh, I think that is a fine play. It's an 8 o'clock game. You might not know, though. So, um, yeah. If you have another center that's twenty four dollars, how much is Wendell well, Carter? Throw him in the utility spot. Yeah. How, well, how much is Wendell Carter on Yahoo? So Yahoo, he's twenty two, right? So you could plug in Wendell Carter, and if you wanted to swap to to Joe I think I would I would make that swap if you have have the money to do something
3: like that. So I mean, yeah, you can also yeah if you throw him in the uh, what's it called in the utility spot. Mm-hmm. I think there's a few more. Yeah,
1: you can have have some fun there. So I think that's going to do it for tonight's show. Uh, Hopefully I've done a good job filling in for Mr. Dean78904. Grant, any final thoughts on the slate? Any point you want to get home to the viewers?
3: Stack the crap out of that Brooklyn game.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good one. Kyle, what's your take? Is it play LeBron James?
2: Yeah, play LeBron and fingers crossed on the Moutier fade. Hopefully he's talking and hopefully he busts. All right. We're going to get on out of here. Thanks to all
1: you for watching. We got Crunch Time coming up next. And if you want some football stuff, we've got two hours uh, of football shows starting at, I think, around 8.20, 8.30, something like that. We've got the Roto World show. And then I've got the PFF show. Um, if you don't want to watch them tonight, you can catch them on the podcast a little bit later uh, in the week. Thanks to Kyle and Grant for joining me. I'm Britt. Uh, thanks to everyone for watching. And we outcha.
3: See hey, you, kids we we'll